This is Cover 2, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns. Hit! Browns are going to win! Mayfield, end zone, Landry, touchdown! With Dan Kadar and Browns beat writer Nate Ulrich of the Akron Beacon Journal and Ohio.com. With Steve Dorshuk from the Canton Repository. All right, everybody, we're live after another Browns win. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles today, and I'm with, I'm George Thomas. I'm with Steve Dorsha from the Canton Repository, Marla Reidenauer for the Akron Beacon Journal, Nate Ulrich from the Akron Beacon Journal, and the Browns won a game that they should have won. The big question I have starting of us starting out, are we at a point where we got to give this this defense the benefit of the doubt now after two games or no? Two solid games, especially this one without Miles Garrett. It's hard for me to say yes because of the weather. But I do give them a lot of credit, and I picked the Eagles. I had the Browns early in the week, and I picked the Eagles. I changed my pick because of Miles Garrett. I did not think the Browns were going to win this game without their best player, and Olivier Vernon stepped up. Sione Takitaki stepped up. Denzel Ward stepped up. A lot of other guys on that defense stepped up. So I give the defense a lot of credit, but I'm not comfortable saying that this defense has turned the corner completely because I think the weather has been such a factor in these last few games. Did the defense worry you in that first half when they were giving up yards on the ground and six-yard chunks to Miles Sanders, who it looked like was on his way to a 200-yard day to start? I mean, I remember saying to myself in the first quarter that the Eagles are the better team. They're just shooting themselves in the foot. Um, I mean, so I thought that, but then things sort of – the momentum sort of swung, I thought. I thought yeah, the Browns were going to have to, to win a shoot – sorry, Nate, but the, I, I thought the Browns were going to have to win a shootout game uh, when Philly, and with his running game, looked really good going down the field uh, on his first series. You know, that, that told me that that was a uh, – a big no get when uh, when the Browns failed to uh, to score a touchdown on on their own in parts of a first series. And at that point, I thought a shootout was going to be necessary. That goes to the question of the defense. I didn't at that point trust the Browns' defense to stay out of a shootout. But then the rain made the conditions so messy today, uh, in keeping with the, the wind making the conditions uh, so unplayable in the previous two games. That to me, uh, it's almost impossible to evaluate the defense. Uh, because we haven't really seen the defense play for quite a while now on on a good weather day on a clean field. Yeah, and I, um, I totally agree with you. And on tomorrow's point, the, the Eagles on their first possession, they went right down the field. Like the Browns' D was paper mache. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, here we go. I mean, they, they went right to the five, and then Miles Sanders fumbles. Wow. And – and then that just kind of set the stage for the way the, the game was going to go. And, um, you know, I thought Jordan Elliott forced the fumble. It looked like he did. And then the, the press box announcer announced he did. But the, the in the play-by-play, the, and the Browns confirmed that um, 
Malveaux is actually credited with it. So Malveaux is a practice squad guy who was elevated. Cameron Malveaux, who was elevated for this game, and he was elevated because Miles Garrett was home with COVID nineteen. Uh, so once again, this Miles Garrett theme is is intertwined in this entire game. But um, bottom line is, yeah, the defense with three takeaways, and that one actually set the tone from a, a really a guy who you know most Browns fans have never heard of. Nate, that was a lucky takeaway, and I thought at that point, in keeping with uh, your uh, uh, preview look at the at a prediction for the game, was based on Garrett. I thought that whole uh, whole drive was based on Garrett. Garrett isn't just about uh, being a, a really good uh, pass rusher, which of course he is, but uh, I think he's turned into a really good run defender. And I'm guessing that an experienced play caller, Peterson, uh, really found some holes with the Garrett not on the field. You know, we. we I will say this real quick for the defense. If, you know, if Mac Wilson gets his hands under that ball and, you know, in the end zone, you're, you're looking at an exceptional day from him. You know, just, I mean, I, you got to give him credit for the takeaways. So. we've We've mentioned Denzel Ward in passing. Just how good was he today? And just how good is he is from his rookie season to now? He was great. I think this is the kind of game that that um, says he should be headed to another Pro Bowl. I mean, they're not going to play the Pro Bowl, but they're naming Pro Bowl team. And I thought this was a, a, a Pro Bowl caliber performance. And Kevin Stefanski gave him a shout out early uh, in his Zoom uh, video conference after the game. Denzel Ward obviously had the interception, but he had that pressure on the corner blitz. That, that led to the uh, pick six for Taki Taki. So that give Denzel Ward an assist on that play too. Um, Ford passes defense for him. Yeah, I mean, just a, a really, really good day. And he said he said this to Marla. Marla asked the question, I think it was Monday, about the conditions during the national anthem before the kickoff uh, Browns-Texans was delayed by 35 minutes. It was hail and wind, and it was it was an, a crazy scene. And Ward said that he hoped that they were going to play in that. And I think we all we all kind of laughed, like, really? Like, I know you're from Northeast Ohio, but really? Well, he got to play in the rain all day today, and man, he's a mutter. He a almost mutter. got caught late late in the game, as you guys you guys remember. He almost got caught in a, in a, uh, a play that uh, could have lost the game. It looked really weird, and he didn't didn't do anything wrong, as far as I could tell. But it, uh, it looked like uh, one of your kids, Nate, uh, trying trying to guard you uh, in your in your backyard. But uh, there was this little-looking guy, Ward, uh, taking on uh, a, a huge tight end, Godert. He he had him uh, had him covered uh, really well. But uh, what the, he, he had to interfere. Uh, it was probably a good interference, uh, a good decision on his part to get interference and prevent a touchdown. That's that's the only glitch that I noticed uh, for Ward today, and it wasn't really even a glitch. He wound up uh, stuck in one on one again against a guy twice his size. Well, I will. I also got to say that he was hitting people harder than I've seen him maybe in his whole career. So it was almost like he was sending a message that we're, we still got something without miles. So I, I don't know, maybe that wasn't the message, but it seemed like he was delivering some kind of message. I think we all view him as the second best player on the defense. And without the best player, Miles Garrett there, he really looked – like a star today. And of course, Olivier Vernon ascended and really played well too. 
Now, see, that was that was gonna segue into that. I mean, what happens to this defense if Olivier Vernon can maintain any semblance of what he put out today? Now, I know it's difficult with the way they rush, rotate linemen in, but but what does that do if they can? Well, then I think we're talking about them maybe turning the corner and, and playing really well in good weather when we can't use that as a, a way to say we really don't know what they are. But, you know, we have to realize, too, that the Eagles, they came in giving up a league-high 35 sacks. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, even without Miles Garrett, you know, the Browns were still getting to, to, to Wentz. And, you know, maybe – Maybe this was the game. If you're going to miss Miles Garrett, maybe this is the game to miss him because the Eagles are just going to let you sack Wentz anyway. I don't know. <laughs> One of the things I noticed, though, and when you say that about the sacks, uh, Nate, it crossed my mind both in uh, kind of uh, thinking this through and also in watching the game that Wentz isn't very good about uh, avoiding sacks. He doesn't seem to sense uh, when something's coming from the blind side and uh, and. While I was analyzing Wentz versus Mayfield, uh, which was uh, one of my focuses today, that was a, a strong uh, a strong point that I noticed that Mayfield has a lot better sixth sense about that sort of thing than Wentz does. Yeah, so, I mean, Chris, <laughs> defensive line coach coach Chris Kiffin said Friday that he was looking forward to Olivier Vernon, Adrian Claiborne, Porter Gustin without Garrett getting opportunities against a quarterback who holds the ball and gives us opportunities. It wasn't like blatant bulletin board material, but it was just the truth. Played out. All right. You know, we we couldn't mention the, 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 the diesel truck that is Nick Chubb. I mean, that guy, it's, it's getting to the point where you just expect him to deliver the big offensive play at the, exactly the right time as he did today. And with gusto, with that stiff arm. And what I didn't realize during that run, he stiff-armed a, a defensive lineman that probably outweighed yeah. him by like 40 pounds. Yes, he did. Defensive and, end Joe Ostman. And I didn't realize either. I went back and just found the replay not long ago. And he sure did. That guy's 6'3", 259. So, um, that. Huge for a defensive lineman, but certainly a big guy. And he he threw him with one hand and <laughs> with one arm. And and then Kareem Hunt, a few plays later, Kareem Hunt. I had to look back. Marla will can attest to this because she sits next to me, albeit socially distanced, in the press box. And I was like, "Where did he take off from the five? Did he did he take off from the five? I I looked back that replay like four times because I could not believe that he took off from the five. And he did, and he hurdled a defender. Uh, he hurdled 21, Jalen Mills, the safety, and he crash-landed in the front of the end zone. And we didn't get to talk to Hunt after the game, but Baker Mayfield said Hunt was mad at himself for not getting in early, earlier in the game, in the first quarter when he got stopped short on the fourth and goal. It was originally called a touchdown, but his left elbow was down before the ball had broken the plane. And Baker said he wasn't going to be denied late in the game with that fueling him so just two special plays from those running backs in the same series and you know that we always seem to see something special from these guys all right 
we're going to wrap it up here, but I got one question I want quick thoughts on. Next week is Jacksonville. Given the current status of the playoff race, the Browns are in second place, a game ahead of the Ravens, I believe. Is that a must-win game? That's a weird question to ask, but is that a must-win game for this team? You could be kicking yourself for the next 10 years if you lose to the 1-9 and nine Jaguars. I, I was just glancing at the scores. Didn't they get uh, wiped out by the Steelers today? 27 to 3. Yes, they yeah, did. There, there you go. Now, that's that's a can't lose game, a, a must win game. It's uh, all of the above. Yeah. Yeah, George. Don't you think that's an easy one? That uh, you cannot, cannot be a legit team and start losing games like that. It's, it's, it's the NFL. I never say they're easy. It's kind of like saying nobody will ever throw 450 yards on the Ohio State Buckeyes. So that happened yesterday. So I'm not I'm not going to go there, but I view it as, yeah, you've got this momentum. You're beating the teams you're supposed to beat. That's a team you're supposed to beat. You better come home with a win. I agree with you, George. Also, and just because of the AFC race is, you know, there's so many teams that you're fight, going to fight fight off for these this wild card spot. So I really think that I really think they need to show up. Maybe they will if it's uh, sunny in 65. <laughs> you guys said it so well. It's so tight that you, you can't afford to lose a game like that. All right, everybody. Next weekend, it's Jacksonville. We'll be here. Enjoy the week. See you next Sunday. <laughs>